Oh, do you know what happened? No, I haven't figured it out yet. The, the lights on one side are working, but, but the ones on the other side don't twinkle anymore. Well, we've had those lights for over 30 years. M maybe it's time to buy new ones. Y you know, the ones that are more energy efficient, that don't blind anyone who looks at the house. Yeah, but that's part of the Christmas spirit. Oh, oh, okay, okay, I think I have the head things on properly. Okay, you, you ready? Yeah. Here we go in three, two, one. You start. Start what? You start the show. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Walter. And this is the Barbara and Walter show. So I guess this is the Christmas season show be because it's the Christmas season. So some peoples will listen to the show before Christmas and some peoples will listen to it after Christmas. And some people's like our newspaper boy uh, w won't listen to it at all. How do you know that? Yeah, because I asked him, do, do you listen to the show? And he said, no. I, I asked him, why not? You're, you're the one who helped us learn the computer. And what did he say? He just shrugged his shoulders. Well, it did take him six hours to teach us how to use Richard's computer. Maybe that was enough torture for him. What are you talking about, torture? He would like the show, and he would probably learn some important life lessons from listening to the show. That's true. Oh, did you give the newspaper boy the Christmas money and the chocolate bar? Yeah, he's lucky, be because I gave it to him before he said he doesn't listen to our show. Oh, Walter, that doesn't matter. What does matter is that Richard, our son, is coming home for the Christmas season, and we'll probably have to tell him that we've been using his computer to do this show. Oh, we forgot to do the start of show song, ba. All right, here we go. Everybody, it's time to dance. It's time for the Barbara and Walter Kozakiewicz Kiva show in the snow. See, I added that at the end for the special festive season. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, speaking of beautiful, uh, uh, will you be getting your hair done on Saturday like you always do, uh, even though it's Christmas Eve? Oh, yeah, but I made my appointment a little earlier that day. Yeah, I was thinking that for the Christmas season, uh, you should maybe ask the hairdresser to, to shape your hair like the nativity scene or, or maybe a Christmas tree. Yeah, very funny. We'll shape your head like a Christmas tree. Yeah, make mine a spruce. 
So you gave the newspaper boy the Christmas money and the chocolate bar? Did you give Joe across the street some Christmas money? Yeah, I gave him some money and a few bottles of European beer. That's nice. He does such a good job cutting our grass and shoveling the snow. I also saw the garbage truck and gave them some beer. We may need to buy some more wine for when we have guests over the holidays. Yeah, I can go after we do the show. Have you had any beer today? Because you don't want to drink and drive. Of course not. I never drink before we do the show. But but maybe we should try it one day. Oh, could you imagine the things that we might say by mistake? Uh, I might talk about the time we were on vacation in Italy and you went into a cafe to use the washroom. But then you realized that it was just someone's house. Yeah, don't talk about that. Okay. You know, over the holiday season, everywhere you hear the message, don't drink and drive. And that's good. But but the other day, I was driving behind a car that had the bumper sticker that said, don't drink and drive. Then I got to thinking, if you're drinking and driving, isn't it too late to read that sort of thing or what? What are you talking about? Well, it's too late to read that sort of thing. They should put the message right on the bottle of vodka, right on the bottle of beer, uh, the the bottle of wine. Put it right on the glass at the drinking place or the bar. Well, it's important to get the message out anywhere. Yeah, that's true. All I'm saying is the don't drink and drive bumper sticker is too late if there's an idiot drinking driver driving behind that bumper sticker. Put the message right on the bottle. So anyway, uh, don't drink and drive during the holiday season. Yeah, that's a good, helpful safety message. You know, every once in a while on the show, we talk about food. And, Ba, you you are often asking me if I would like a snack. And many of our listeners have figured out that you are probably a pretty good cook. Yeah. And that explains why we have been receiving many messages uh, on our website from people asking you questions about how to properly prepare the Christmas holiday turkey. Oh, I know. I saw them. This is so exciting. I am very happy to answer any questions and to share some turkey tips that I have lived by for my entire life. My personal turkey tips are guaranteed to make the experience of cooking a Christmas holiday turkey very pleasant, joyful, and fun. Oh, I always look forward to your turkey. It's always fantastic. Oh, thank you, Walter. That is a very nice thing to say. And I'm not even drunk. 
Okay, the first question is from Tamara in Edmonton, Alberta. Tamara's message says, Hi, Barbara. Uh, what is the best way to cook a turkey? Breast down or breast up? Thank you for your question, Tamara. You know, lots of peoples like to cook the turkey breast up. But in my experience, I have found that most men like it breast down, legs up. Yeah, that's true. Breast down, legs up. Yeah. Okay, the, the next question is from Grant in San Francisco, California. Grant asks, Barbara, where is the proper place to put the turkey thermometer? Oh, that's a good question, because there are different opinions about where the thermometer should go. I strongly recommend that you stick the thermometer in the geschlinkter. Hard. Uh, thank you for your question, Grant. Uh, Jennifer in Moore, Oklahoma, has a, has a question for you, Ba. Uh, Jennifer is asking, uh, Hello, Barbara and Walter. Uh, I love your show. Uh, Barbara, uh, how can I tell when the turkey is done? Oh, that's easy. You can tell that the turkey is done when it gets so hot in the house that your grandmother's mustache starts to lose its curl. Uh, thank you for the question, Jennifer. Yeah, we have time for one more question. This one is sort of the same topic as the, as the last question. Uh, Shauna from Regina, Saskatchewan, uh, asks, Hi, Barbara. Uh, what should we do if we start eating the Christmas turkey but discover that it hasn't been cooked long enough? I look forward to your answer. Oh, that can be an uncomfortable and embarrassing situation. Uh, but let me help you and tell you what to do. If you're eating a turkey that's a little undercooked, be sure to wear a diaper the next day. So there, there you go. Some very helpful turkey tips from Barbara for, for the Christmas holiday season. Uh, thank you for all of your messages. I am so excited that our son Richard will be coming here for the Christmas break. Uh, in the 12 years that he has been in university, he has been home for every Christmas. And he deserves the break because he works so hard at university. Works hard? Works hard at what? He still doesn't know what he wants to be. And all of his courses are the Mickey Mouse courses. Uh, remember that he told us that he was taking a course on Brittany Spears. And, and what was the pottery course he told us about? It wasn't pottery. It was poetry. Poetry from Albania in the 17th century. Totally useless. Oh, you never know, Walter. That course might be helpful someday and somewhere. 
Yeah, sure. I- I'm sure that when Richard is being interviewed for for the job to be the lawyer, uh, that the interview person will ask, uh, what is your favorite poem from Albania I- in the year 1647? Uh, and what Britney Spears songs were, were on the radio that year? And Richard will be able to answer those questions because he took those courses in university. Of course. At least Richard won't be bringing home a girl this year. Uh, Do you remember a few years ago when he brought a girlfriend home for Christmas? Uh, that, That was pretty awkward. I thought it was nice to have a guest in the house. Yeah, I I had to always be on my best behavior around her. Uh, what 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 was her name? Lily or something? Her name was Layla. She was very nice. I was surprised that Richard could find someone in university uh, close to his age uh, because he he finally left the house to go do something and go to university when when he was 26 years old. Oh, I remember when you asked her how old she was and if she was a teacher at the university. That was embarrassing. What? Those are honest questions. Yeah, too honest. Well, boss, she answered them, and she told us that she was in her fourth or fifth year to to become a lawyer. Yeah, she seemed to be very smart. Oh, I remember that night when she and Richard were out late, and sometime after uh, midnight, I woke up and went to the kitchen to to get a little snack, and Layla and Richard came home and saw me in the kitchen in my underwear, uh, right when I was taking a bite of a sausage. Uh, I bet that, uh, that that was the reason why the two of them broke up after that Christmas. Christmas. Why? Because Layla saw you in your underwear? Well, you never know. People can be very sensitive, and and that was probably a very big shock to her. Yeah, I'm sure she said to Richard, I'm sorry, but we have to break up because I saw your father eating a sausage in his underwear. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that a relationship was cancelled because they saw the father in his underwear. Eating a sausage. Eating a sausage. Uh, Maybe they would still be together if I was eating cheese instead. We still have to tell Richard that we're using his computer and his microphones to do this show. Do you think he'll be mad? Hmm, let me think about it. Richard lived in our house and ate all of our food and worked here and there at the pizza place and the record store and the grocery store and wherever else uh, until he was 26 years old. And then he decides to go to university and he's been going there for 12 years and he still doesn't know what he wants to be for real life. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, th- I think he'll be fine with us using his computer. And microphones. And microphones.
You know what we should do to get into the Christmas spirit? Get drunk. No, we should sing Christmas songs. When do you want to do that? Now, on the show. I think it would be more entertaining for the listeners if we got drunk on the show. Oh, come on, Walter. It will be fun. No, I don't want to sing. But you have a nice voice. You sound like Bobby Vinton. Okay, now I know that you're lying because Bobby Vinton is the best singer ever. Yeah, that's true. Oh, when I when I was the little kid in grade two at the Christmas concert at school, uh, the teacher used to tell me to not sing and to just mouth the words be- because I was a terrible singer. Oh, that's awful. Is that true, Walter? Yeah, sure. Is that really true? Well, sort of. Uh, She didn't stop me from singing because I was a terrible singer. Uh, She stopped me because uh, I kept changing the words. Changing the words? There's a surprise. Oh, bah. All the kids used to laugh when I would sing Santa's wife is coming to town instead of Santa Claus. Or in Frosty the Snowman, I used to sing and two eyes made out of cabbage rolls. Oh, it was so funny. So you were an idiot already way back then? Yeah, I mean, I mean, no. What? So you don't want to sing? Uh, Can I change the words? No. Then no. Well, I'm going to sing for the listeners. Well, they've been warned. What does that mean? Nothing. Let me put duct tape on the windows first. Oh, stop it. Okay, this is one of my favorite Christmas carols. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Okay, that's enough. Oh, Walter, why did you stop me? Well, bye, I just, I just don't want any hotshot music record producer to hear your singing and want to make you a superstar and then you would have to move to New York City or Los Angeles and Mruchka and I would never see you because you would be so busy and popular being a superstar. You really think that could happen, Walter? Sure, ba. And then some fancy-dancy talent agent will listen to my talking voice, and they will want me to do the the big talking for the commercials and and the movies, like the Morgan Freeman or the the the, the James Earl Jones. Oh, okay. You're just pulling my arm, then. Yeah, and your leg. Oh, Walter. So, is the living room all clean now? Yeah, I think we got it all. Oh, that was a mess. Poor Mruchka. Yeah, poor Mruchka. What about poor Ba and Walter who have to clean up the mess? Well, she can't help it. The tinsel is so shiny that it's like a toy to her. 
So she can play with it. She she doesn't have to eat it. Oh, Walter, lots of cats eat the tinsel. Then why don't they make it so that it dissolves in the in the cat's stomach when they eat it? Make it out of noodles or the beef jerky or the cat food or something. Why would they do that when not everyone has a cat? Then that could be the extra bonus prize. Every time you buy the tinsel, you get a free cat. That would help all the animal shelters that are always looking for the houses for the cats. Make the cat a bonus prize. That's a pretty good idea. I figured out all by myself in my spare time. You're crazy. But no, now we have the tinsel that the cat eats, and then she goes to the litter box, and when she's done there, she runs all over the house, with the tinsel hanging out of her butt, and dragging all over the carpet and everywhere. Well, it's become a Christmas tradition in our house. Yeah, some tradition. Speaking of traditions, look up, Walter. What? Look up, above your head. What is that? Marijuana? Is Richard home already? No, it's not marijuana. It's mistletoe. Now you have to give me a kiss. Uh, can't we just smoke it instead? Oh, come on, Walter. It's Christmas time. Uh, Come on, pucker up. Oh, I'll never wash these lips again. I'm going to burn mine. Very funny. Merry Christmas, Walter. Merry Christmas, Ba. I love you. I love you too. We should say Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. What, to every listener one at a time? Oh, yeah, that would be fun. So, Merry Christmas from me and Ba. Merry Christmas, and thank you for listening to our show. If you would like to send us a message, you can do it at our website. Yeah, just go to www.barbaraandwalter.com. Oh, you have to sing the show-ending song. Yeah, sorry to leave, but this is the end of the Barbara and Walter Kozakiewicz Kiva show. Bye. We will talk to you soon. Bye bye. We should have a rum and eggnog. Yeah, first I want to go to the hardware store. I, I want to fix those lights that aren't twinkling. Well, I'm going to have one, and I'm going to put on White Christmas. Oh, that's the Bing Crosby and the Danny Kay. Yeah, and Rosemary Clooney. She was the aunt of George Clooney, my favorite actor. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Why didn't you sing during the show? Well, I I didn't want everyone to think that uh, Bing Crosby was on the show. Oh, yeah, you sound just like him. 
Oh, I took some cabbage rolls out of the freezer, and they're in the kitchen on 